0: Welcome to What's Your Favorite Scary Movie, our conversation about horror films. This live chat is sponsored by Media Pollution. Media Pollution creates custom sculptures, video walls, and sets, as well as interactive environments made from nostalgic technology like TVs, boomboxes, speakers, and computers. Find them on Instagram at Media Pollution or email them directly at MediaPollutionTV at gmail.com. Media Pollution old technology meets new media i'm shani b
1: and i am bob alex Uh, today we are celebrating shani b's 100th episode and show uh, and revisiting Candyman to prep for the reboot out this weekend.
0: Yes, I'm so, so excited to be hitting this milestone and mm-hmm. to be marking it with you, Mr. Bob Alex, my favorite of all time, always and forever. Um, this just also marks the beginning of our expansion to Spotify and other streaming services, so thank you guys for bearing witness to this milestone. Um, but before we kind of get into the big show here, what else did you watch this week? I, I watched a couple things, and i have been waiting to talk with you about them um it's so
1: funny i always whenever we get to this part i always blank on you know what have i seen this week and then it's always like way after the fact where i'm like oh crap i should have mentioned like this or this or that <laughs> but i um watched for the first time and i mentioned it on the show before uh bright burn i watched it with my husband last night he had never seen it before
0: okay um, Ooh. And
1: it, he loved it um super eerie um, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar you know um, Brightburn mm-hmm. is about it's a 2019 American super hor- hero horror film um, it is written by Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn um, it stars Elizabeth Banks um, mm-hmm. but it's so good it's pretty much it follows like a young boy um, who comes from It's like a whole origin story reared around Earth where this guy gets brought in. It's similar to Superman. He ends up having superpowers. um, And then, you know, just upon learning about them, um, he feels like he's just really been brainwashed. And it it goes from good to bad pretty fast. And then he just kind of turns on, you know, humanity, turns evil, um, choosing to terrorize his hometown and his parents. And it's just so intense. I love it.
0: Uh, Yes, I really like what Brightburn is sort of attempting to bridge, which is this idea of like nature versus nurture, right? Like this superhero kid lands in a family and for all intents and purposes, it seems like the family did a pretty good job. It's just that, you know, strangely, what do you think actually matters? That he came from something evil or that these parents didn't do a good enough job? You know, like, it's very interesting that Brightburn kind of confronts that because that's sort of like the dark fear that a lot of adoptive parents have, a la Superman style, really quelling that with the greatest adoptive parents ever. Here's a couple of others who are a little bit more like some of the more fearful people, IRL.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it was definitely, you know, that was for sure the turning point in this movie.
1: Um, which I guess I, the last time I was like, Oh my God. ooh ah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, shit got real when he found out he was adopted. That was the turning point for him, which I mean, I guess I understand. So at that point, he was like, Well, why does it matter? I'm not really related to you guys.
0: Well, it yeah, it definitely forces you to explore kind of certain uh, certain thoughts around around this kind of story. But I guess that's what I like about it. And, I, and what everyone knows I love about horror is that in a horror movie, you can really do emotional work if, if you trick everybody with really cool effects in blood and boobs and stuff. And Liz Banks is one of my favorite actresses. So I love watching her. And I she's love great in Brightburn.
1: It's nice yeah. seeing
0: her in stuff that's not comedic.
1: Cause she's so good. She really
0: is. Yeah, Um, and like I know she's branching out, and I give her a hard time as a director, but like I really do love her as a person and as an actor. She's just so enjoyable to watch. I love this uh, performance of hers because you can really feel, you know, for her in this situation of being trapped with this child that you have loved so deeply, and that was just not enough. That didn't do it. Oh, it's it's pretty heartbreaking when you're not sort of like. You know, vibing off the awesomeness. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But what about you? What have you seen this week? Okay, so the first thing I have to talk about is... uh, It's a movie that came out a while ago on Amazon. It's a Joey King movie. Um, It's The Lie. And it's... I think it was based on, like, a German film or a French film. But it's basically the story of um, a father and a daughter who are headed to, like, a ballet tournament or something like that. Ballet, like, whatever. And on the way, they see a friend of the daughter's, they kind of pick her up, they pit stop for just a moment, and all of a sudden that friend disappears and the daughter sort of shares with her father that she she's pushed her friend. And that's sort of like where the story begins, and it just goes down some crazy, crazy pathways, and while it wasn't a perfect movie, it... It was a pretty good movie, um and I was surprised because for for as absurd as it may get at certain times, it was good and I wondered if you saw it.
1: I saw bits and pieces of it. I um really like Joey King a lot. She is in everything uh, yeah, uh, seriously seriously <laughs> go, go go her that is awesome. She is in everything. she's such um, a cutie
0: too she she was fun to watch playing like an annoying teenager in this.
1: yeah exactly um but i ruined it for myself on wikipedia and i ended up like reading the ending of it so i didn't i didn't watch the rest of it
0: Mm. Uh, well i guess like that's that's kind of fine because the thing is is it's really good and it has like a good mood and vibe going but like ultimately the end is just like kind of uh, like even though i know the twist is there i i was i called that twist pretty early i just really thought they were gonna do it better you know
1: Do you think it would have been better if there... I mean, I guess at a point, because we see a lot of movies with so many twists now, do you think it would have been better if we had just, there was no twist? Like we just never, we just whatever story they laid out for us is what it was.
0: Honestly, I think so. But I guess there is something rewarding about how a twist is sort of like, you should feel bad that it's this. So there's something interesting about like this movie wanting a twist but i kind of like the idea that you know something harmless can turn into something really bad when no one like if if people don't kind of take seriously what they're what they're playing at and so i i just hoped for more you know like at the end of the first act i was like it's parent trap (laughs) it's a parent trap let's go And I just figured Joey, like Joey King is so good and she's in everything. So I was kind of like, come on, man. She should have gotten to do just a little bit more also.
1: Throw her in there.
0: It's it's definitely worth like watching if you just want a mood, if you just want to like check out like a vibe. Yeah, I'm
1: always about a vibe. I'm always like, I feel like I'm always turning on something just to play in the background and kind of pay attention to a little bit. Right,
0: right. The other one I watched uh, was the new movie, The Night House. Uh, we we took last week off, so we didn't really watch anything to prep for it or get in the mood for like its vibe. But honestly, it was pretty disappointing. What? Oh, no, no, it was super I was disappointing, man. Just
1: about. To, I was. I was. I was hoping for the. It was so good. You got to go watch it. Um. Okay. Tell me about it. What are your
0: thoughts? Where, That's what I wanted. I really, really wanted it to be good because I thought we were planting some really nice seeds in the trailers, and I was looking forward to it. And it, it's cool because it has a, such an interesting idea, but it was just a little too slow. Like, there were, like, one or two scares. There wasn't, like, that much momentum. You know, it was, like, so slow. And I was just so disappointed because I thought, I don't know, I thought there was a lot to play with. It's essentially the story of a woman whose husband kills himself out of nowhere. And then she kind of, like, starts to uncover this secret life he was living throughout their marriage. Doesn't that sound like an amazing starting point for a yes. scary movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, I, I was like, okay, of, I'm in. Go um, ahead.
1: I cannot, I'm sl- the movie Alicia Silverstone shoots herself in the head in the lodge. She is the stepmom that commits. She is the mother that commits suicide at the beginning.
0: Boom. Okay. Finally, it just came into my mind, and I found it in my memory. Whoa amazing oh that just makes me so happy because i'm such a huge riley keogh fan and i totally forgot that she gets to share a movie with alicia so it's pretty alicia. fucking dope yes thank you for that reminder
1: wait so do you think they gave away a lot of the good stuff in the trailer
0: no no all the things oh. they planted in the trailer were for things that honestly i would have enjoyed more
1: it's annoying when um you see a trailer that is so good and then those scenes don't even make it into the final cut
0: Exactly. Or like the, those pieces are not the, they're not integral to the story the way that the trailer makes you think they're going to be.
1: Oh, and yeah. That, those are, the, those are my favorite trailers where it's like, well, that had, that was like a small bit of something that had nothing to do with the main story or, and that character is really not part of it.
0: So disappointing. So disappointing. So talk to me about your relationship to the Candyman universe. You know, like what is your, First exposure, is it a sort of like, Mom, what are you doing situation?
1: Yeah, um, actually, so with Candyman, I remember it coming out and it being in theaters um,
0: mm-hmm. around Child's
1: Play and all that. It was it 92? Yep, uh, that's right. So I definitely remember. I wasn't a big fan of it back in the day. I remember walking in on one scene, and I think it maybe it was actually part two where he's tied to a post and covered in honey. Mm, that's part two I, yeah so i it, think yeah I, I funny i remember that but i went and rewatched Candyman candy recently because i was like well i was preparing for this original uh for the, the new 2021 version to come out in 2020 so i was preparing for that so mm-hmm. i was like let me go ahead and watch this get ready for it um i really like it a lot it's super eerie um Right. Like I never. It wasn't one that I got into as a child. Um, but I I love a good. I love the idea that you know, the main character was like researching, uh, this and it's an the urban, urban legend. legend. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I love anybody who's researching any sort of college student researching an urban legend. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for. So <laughs> I was really glad that we got into that. The music in this is so eerie. They don't do this shit anymore. Where they make a score for a film and it's just i loved it i like yeah
0: yeah there's like there's more care given in this film than people i think probably gave it credit for but i think the reboot is really turning a corner on like making sure credit gets gets sort of like acknowledged here you know this original one for all that it is was also like so integral in like really haunting me as a child like legit had nightmares Oh hell yeah. Oh fuck oh, yeah. Somehow I got my hands on it alone cuz I just had these memories of being like really small in the TV room at my grandma's house just watching it Grandma. during sort of like mid-afternoon. So sometimes <laughs> when like the light is kind of mid-afternoon, it always like makes me think of scary movies and oh it's because that was like the time of day where I guess like maybe the grown-ups were like doing something so they couldn't see that i was like over here candy banning it up and
1: well it's also still being during so the day yeah you know i feel like it's how it looks right now aside because that's when i remember watching pet cemetery
0: yes that's okay. it's a good time of day yeah if you remember, I, I'm a terrified person of bees. I've been working my entire life to just calm yes. down and try not give not to give out that hormone that makes bees like come closer to you. And bees have just always loved me. My first memory as a person is being stung by a bee. And this fucking movie just set me back. It set, See? it set a girl back on trying to overcome her fear of bees.
1: <laughs> I wish, I like, I'll still I'll take that and give you my heights. Um, my husband is terrified of bees. Ugh. And, I mean, they're yeah. really
0: fucking scary. I know they, like, seem small and simple and, like, it's like, oh, you just hit it and it won't get you. But it's like, if you've ever been stung by a bee, it's really painful. Like, it's yeah. really fucking painful. It... I got
1: stung for the first time last summer in my pool.
0: Oh wow. So you hadn't been stung until this time in your life?
1: Yeah. So I was I was actually really happy. It was like waiting for like like my bee same virginity to go. I
0: was afraid I was allergic and I
1: was like, I need to know. I must know if I'm allergic. And finally I was in the pool and one got me.
0: Oh my god, I hate when they get you in the pool because the pool is like a place where I try so hard to hide from them and I feel like they always try to come and get me in the pool.
1: Just let them drown. <sighs>
0: But I feel bad because I know the importance of the honeybee. So it's just a challenge because I want to take care of the earth. But I'm also terrified of these fools because they fucking sting you.
1: The crazy thing with my bee story is I I saved the bee. I got the bee out of the water. The bee flew back into the fucking water.
0: If you put a water source somewhere else in your yard and it's in, like, a favorable place, like, in the shade or, like, near sort of, like, flowers and trees and stuff, the bees won't go to the pool. They'll go to that water source because they don't want, like, the chlorine and shit, but they do need to drink water. And so that's, like, one way to both help the bees but keep them the fuck away from you as well.
1: <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Whatever.
0: Right? Just in case. You got to be ready. All right. Cool. Let's break Um, this film down.
1: Yes. Um, So if you haven't seen the original 1992 film, Candyman, uh, it's about a grad student investigating the urban myth of the Candyman who inadvertently awakens him. Which inadvertently awakens him. Uh, So how do you feel about this movie? What parts really stand out to you? Tell me, tell me, tell
0: me. Well, I I was with you before. I do love a movie that's sort of like about researching something that you end up waking up and making come true. Um, So that's definitely, you know, something I love about this movie is like always being reminded that Virginia Madsen is a chain smoking grad student who's looking to make a name for herself by publishing her research, which is just such a such a like 90s mentality. And it's really, really good. I, I also agree that, like, you mentioned the music and the score and sort of, like, making, you know, a, doing a score as scary as this one is, and it still holds up. Like, I love the way it makes the hair on the back of my neck kind of stand up whenever I start the movie, because it's, like, up there, so loud, so good.
1: I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a very 90s thing where you see someone just chain-smoking like that, right? Like, that's not smoke, I mean... <laughs> now i'm like even people smoking cigarettes in cars like whenever i watch now and then and Roberta, mm-hmm. is it roberta no it's yeah samantha is smoky chain smoking cigarettes i'm like jesus or even like misery anything like that where you're smoking a cigarette in a car and when used to have the ashtray
0: in the oh, fucking car dude right the the amount the way people used to smoke is crazy and the way that it gets portrayed in movies is amazing and i'm grateful because It's kind of crazy to think that that used to be normal. And so it's a nice reminder that like, look, change is possible because people are not filling every room with smoke. Like people were smoking at the hospital in Candyman. Something I thought was kind of crazy is apparently this is based on something that Clive Barker wrote. Clive Barker is the guy who did Hellraiser, who like wrote Hellraiser and does Hellraiser, I'm pretty sure. I just thought like, whoa, the Hellraiser guy is Candymanning it. And that kind of makes sense because Candyman's, like, obsessed with pain.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting comparison.
0: Hellraiser's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you kind of got to check it out. You got to know what's up with it. But it's, like, not for everybody because it is kind of um, sort of, like, the hot topic of scary movies. I know. I'm, like, I need to check out uh, Hellraiser. This one I can – I like more as sort of a, you know, a beyond-the-grave pain – uh, enthusiast because you know heroes get remembered but urban legends never die because all you need to do is make somebody scared of you you know like i kind of love that about candyman that being scared of him is what gives him power
1: yeah it's 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 very like nightmare on elm street
0: you yeah know, freddy's like definitely the, using the same tech
1: yeah the fear is what keeps them alive which is so crazy because it's almost like i'm always like oh come on just act like he's not real but i always think about this like with panic attacks you know how you can read about them and this is what you do if you have a panic mm-hmm. attack but in the moment you're like oh fuck i'm, I'm just dying i'm gonna die right here um so yes I somehow like
0: in the moment you can
1: forget yeah and it's like it's so hard to like not be afraid of candy man so even like i mean <laughs> it, it's that whole and it's so weird because i think of this like it reminds me of skeleton key and yes this, because yes. they always talk about how it's always the like the white woman who's trying to like save the day or like, you know, yep. find out the information, solve the riddle, solve the problem. And mm-hmm. yeah, be you know, the savior. Exactly. And in this, it is that. And it's just, it's <laughs> a, it, and it's great. I love this character a lot. But I mean, um, it's just like I mean, that guess... kind of came to my mind a little bit because I mean, and she's not trying like, not even maybe be the savior. But yeah, I guess she's like, you know, she's snooping. Like she keeps getting, people keep telling her what it is. Like you don't wanna, you don't wanna mess with that. And she's right. like, no, I, I need to know, I need to find out, I need to, you know, yeah, get Yeah, she this definitely
0: thing. goes on, like, a journey uh, where her entitlement, I think, gets checked. You know, like, she starts from a place where she does not believe in Candyman. She thinks it's just, like, you know, some something that these people, like, need or whatever. You know, she's really not seeing seeing that, like, it can happen to anyone because it's about kind of, like, you know, being haunted, essentially. And, you know, her being connected to the greater story isn't really something that she even thinks about until much later when Candyman kind of tells her that there's something pretty funny about the way she just like marches right into these buildings and is like, um, tell me things. I'm just yeah. here and you're just going to tell me your story and I'm going to take your story and I'm going to publish research about it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get that's famous right. off your story, <laughs> you I, know, like not great.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, great, but not great. But also the whole, and this is what kind of threw me off a little bit. Maybe you can kind of elaborate on it.
0: Mm.
1: um the way that when you lift the mirrors like you can see to the other side like that was super eerie to me and it kind of confused me a little bit because they were explaining how what i think helen is the main character her apartment was had the same floor plan as the uh, apartments that this was all taking place in. It, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, because it was supposed to. Basically, what she uncovers is she's kind of living in Candyman's stomping grounds. You know, like she basically discovers that the building that she bought, the condo she's living in, was actually sort of like stretched out project buildings that never ended up going into affordable housing, but instead kind of became, you know, a condo for, for white folks to buy. So it still has the same design plan as the, the you know, Section 8 housing that's happening just across the, the area from her. That's how she understands how to get through that building because it has the same floor plan. But that is Mm. that is one of those things where the filmmakers and I think the writing is trying to sort of say, you know, like for every piece of land that could have gone to someone who really needed it, people could also just repackage it and sell it for, you know, like to the highest bidder and basically price people who needed that house out of that land.
1: Yeah, super fucked up. But I mean, what are some other parts in here that stood out to you?
0: Well, first of all, I also love that Candyman is like a high society portrait artist that like in his original story, he was like high society portrait artist. Like, I love that about it because I love the portraits at the end, you know, that help help explain to her the story of Candyman visually Uh, after that, like really creepy, like fat dude tells us the story when everyone's smoking at dinner. Uh, Remember the, like, first time we hear the Candyman tale, and it's, like, that creepy British guy with, like, weird long hair and, like, the weirdest looking face ever. It's, like, Cadbad. Kind of uh, he was a son yeah. of a wealthy something or other who developed something to to make shoes. <laughs> like the, I'm the like, okay, Man sir,
1: get him some more wine.
0: Yeah, like very cool sound design because you know when that guy is talking or whatever, they're sort of like doing you know the sounds of how terrible it is. But there's there's just some great there are some great details here that definitely age the movie. Something that definitely still like creeps me out um is uh the that the piece that's like in the bathroom uh when they're talking about how the little boy's penis got like ripped off and you know then she sort of like gets jumped in there like that's just a weird part where I was just like I hope they don't do I hope that like in the reboot they like peace out on like hurting children too much and like a baby like I I always forget that he kidnaps the baby Like, I always forget about that. And then I'm always like, oh, that's right. He kidnaps the baby. But, like, I hope he doesn't do that anymore. I hope we, like, let go of, like, destroying children.
1: Are you familiar with what's going to happen in the reboot? Do you Uh, know?
0: No. No, I stayed away from spoilers. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I do. I do want to know. Are they going to do that? Well, the baby he
1: stole. So the the mom
0: and the baby are in this new one. The baby is actually. Yes, I recognized her from the trailer. So
1: the main character was the baby in the first one.
0: Yes. Okay. I called that as like a possible thing. And that Mm -hmm. makes perfect sense because, you know, the, there are all so many clips of that, that little baby and and Candyman's hook. And I just remember when I was a child having a little uh, sibling that was a baby being like so scared of that. (laughs) yeah <laughs> and like,
1: oh, even, no even the character of helen comes back but obviously she is now a religion
0: that's right that's how it ends you know you gotta say her name and she'll appear in the mirror now too there are a lot of parts of this movie that are really really intense and crazy and i think the one part that like really creeps me the fuck out is when She kind of goes to Candyman at the end and he's, you know, being like, be my victim. Like, it was always you, Helen. And he sort of opens his chest and has all the bees in his like rib cage and shit. Do you remember that part at the end?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. That part always like just freaks me out. Like so many bees. There were so many bees in the bathroom scene too. But oh, God, the bees. Yes, I am so excited. Okay, cool. Let's briefly just touch on these sequels because you said that you've seen them, but I really haven't, I can't remember like watching them all the way through. I, I sort of remember, you know, that that what happened in them and sort of like the New Orleans one and, and that like the other one is like no one is really in it, I don't think. But I haven't really seen them. Did you see them? Like, see, do you I, know them well?
1: I do not. And I just remember, <laughs> and uh, part of me almost thinks that the scene I'm thinking of was just in this one um with him being i think you know it's had to have been part two where he's tied to a post and covered in honey
0: they That's talk cool. about it in this one so i know it's part of his like origin story
1: see that i think so they they could show be. it in part two
0: yeah because i feel like candy man's daughter is somewhere because randy says there's always candy man's daughter so you know candy man's daughter's got to be somewhere and so we're going to need more candy man exposition in the other films so it's probably there so you gave me some spoilers uh, for kind of what's what to expect in this new film. But is there something you're, like, excited to see them do? You know, you're looking forward to when we see this in the theater, kind of, like, getting to see happen or be, be done again?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how this story fits into now. Um, the trailer looks so good. Same. Um, and I think it's just fresh for me because it wasn't something, like, I watched as a little kid, like it was, I felt like the child's plays and Mm -hmm. uh, the Friday the 13th. So this one, like, I'm really excited for it because I feel like it's, it's something I missed out on when I was younger. Um, So now I'm on the Candyman bandwagon. So I'm excited to see what they do with this uh remake I mean not remake reboot so yeah what about you
0: yes I mean I'm with you I I'm glad for for this to be something you're really like getting into and I'm just sort of feeling the same kind of way Where like it's I'm going to treat it like it's a surprise and it's new and I'm I'm grateful it's connected but I like that it's sort of like a new era and a new way of getting an audience sort of into this thing that they missed out on Which I think is okay, because every time I rewatch it, I I definitely spend a good amount of time laughing at it, you know, like for as much as it is scary and got a lot to say and well done. There are some parts of it where you're like, oh, that kind of comes off a little bit silly in retrospect.
1: Yeah, no, 100%.
0: Um, Okay, before we go, though, I really did want to ask, what would you do, though, if you were in a Candyman situation? You know, if you, like, hooked up with Ted Raimi and you were like, in order to get under these shorts, you're going to say Candyman's name, what would you do?
1: Like, if I, like, so I actually called his name or, like, Yeah, you, like,
0: accidentally woke his ass up, what would you do? I would definitely try and put something
1: into place where, like, I can't get hurt and my family cannot get hurt, Right. Totes. Totes. Yes. Yeah, so some I, sort of I, strategy. Some sort of strategy where it's like, hey, like but obviously they're gonna do something fucked up and if it's there's obviously some sort of compromise. But totally. if I were really playing around with that I don't know, that's a good question. Do you are you, Shannon, brave enough to say Candyman five times in the mirror now?
0: Yeah, I'm not scared to do it IRL, but if I was really if something had happened, uh yeah. See, I'm yeah, afraid cause... to do it in real life.
1: I'm so I wouldn't do it. You would do it?
0: Yeah. I feel like, didn't you do things like that when you were a kid and like at school with your like friends?
1: Too afraid.
0: Ah, uh, we did some Bloody Mary stuff and, and then it sort of like people turned it into an excuse to bullying or like in a way to bully basically. And that actually kind of made me think of that scene again in the bathroom. That's kind of like what happened when kids were trying it, you know, pushing them or whatever to scare them like Candyman's there. But really it was bullying. So we can't, yeah. we can't, I can't support that. But I'm not afraid to do it. And if it happened to me, I would confirm the ancestry to see if we're related in some way. Because I feel like if we were related, then, you know, I'm not necessarily insane and it's real. And then I'd just give in. You know, better to straight up join him than be <laughs> killed 100. by him. <laughs> like, yeah. if I'm know. a descendant and the fool has woken up and come to me, let's go. I'm not scared. We'll be Wait, immortal. Bees can't hurt me if I'm dead, yo. <laughs> well,
1: screw it. Whatever. I'm on it.
0: Yes. Um, All right. Well, we have come to the end here. We're a couple minutes over, but we've done it. Any final comments on Candyman before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, No, I'm excited to see this. So let's definitely, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's always nice to like put something out there and then like listen back on our thoughts
0: afterwards. Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay, cool. So that wraps it up. Thank you again for listening, talking with us about Candyman and for being here for my 100th show. Um, I have really had the best time doing all of this and all the shows I do. I could not have done it without you, Robert. Um, and of course, everybody who's, who's followed and, and joined along and talked with us.
1: Yes. And thank you again, Media Pollution. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week for another episode of What's Your Favorite Scary Movie? Uh, live Thursdays on stereo and available to stream on all podcasting platforms.
0: Yes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram. I'm at Movies and he's at RobAlex86. That way you can stay up to date with all of our super fun content. And if you like psychological thrillers, be sure to check out my new monthly show, Psycho Cinema. We'll be kicking it off with a 2003 film, Identity. Oh, okay. That sounds uh, like fun. All right. So that does it for us. Thanks again, everyone. And
1: you all have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.